called me lovelies. It's Ned Natter and I'm here to chat her down here on the farm. I hope I'll get to brighten your day again. Over the next few weeks I'll be nattering and I'm sure you know what that is. It's like chattering and I'd love to gossip after a long day of taking care of things here on the farm. Me Florida farm's a real mess. I grew up looking after farms on the south coast of old England. Where the men are men, the women are feared and the sheep are just worried sick. <laughs> Still, I often wonder why I came to this part of the world. Hear the men booze? women don't understand a word I'm saying and there are more cows than pigs and sheep they're not worried they're just bleeding terrified they eat everything round here with legs even the snakes anyway this week I'm having trouble with me ends again they started on each other's feathers I was near joining in and pulling all my hair out well what's left of it so I asked me old mate Colin Sanders about it. He reckons they're just stressed out. But their layers not getting ready to be fried, old Cole, I said. He says, take the pluckers to an animal trick cyclist then. You know, a psychiatrist, you. <laughs> you know, for a checkup from the B-cup. <laughs> so I took his advice and I went along to a bloke called Sigmund. <laughs> they even plucked over his plush couch. <laughs> anyway, he tells me it's all to do with sex. I'd heard about blokes like him before. Anyway, he reckons that because the ends hear the cop every morning, and he's nearly a mile away, they can't get hold of his pecker. So they peck each other. <laughs> anyway, I don't know who the main plucker is, but I have to be very careful and not get all tongue-tied with this one. So back on the farm, me egg production is going downhill fast. Because me ends are thinking about sex. I thought it was only Ben that did that. I got a good mind to sell a lot to good old Cole. He'll have them plucked alright and I won't have to worry no more. Any rate, me lovelies, I hope I get to put a smile on your face and take you away from the rat race for a minute. Or even ploughing for a minute. Or sewing. Me name's Ned Natter. I'm here to chatter. You can find me at nednatter.com too. I've been watching those old black and white horror movies. You know, I dug them out on board of the TV. No, I'm not talking about my 95 year old mother here. I mean, Dracula and Frankenstein. Hang on though. Oh well. I was thinking, you remember old Frankenstein's a monster, of course. He made his little monster in the lab, didn't he? Out of old corpses. I don't know why old Nan's face keeps cropping up in my mind. <laughs> anyway, old corpses and a bit of power from lightning. See, they'd cut him off for not paying the last bill. <laughs> well, anyway, that old monster went about the country killing people. Just to think, if they'd given that gruesome old monster the death penalty and the electric chair, do you think he'd have enjoyed a little top up? And got a lot worse. Makes you think, don't it? Now, I need to tell you about my neighbour's latest point of view. He's like a guest political correspondent, but he never shows up in person. And there's a reason. 
Paul Grush, a true rebel flag flying southern gent. I call him Rush the restroom. He's always bashing there. Poor mucker. Weak bladder, he says. Me? I don't even think he's got a bladder. <laughs> any rate, I wrote down another of these short but meaningful statements just before he ran off to stand behind a big old granddaddy oak tree a few minutes later. <laughs> so all Rush says, climate change is only a democratic problem. He blames the Democrats for everything. He says they produce the most hot air. Well, I think that's the same with most politicians, ain't it? Gotta be bad for the ozone layer, don't you think? Then he says, oops, gotta go, see ya. <laughs> I don't even get a look in. I'm glad he don't work for me, you know. I'd have to pat him by the hour and he's only around for a few seconds. <laughs> before he's off again. He should do his own podcast from a portable pie. <laughs> Call it a P-cast. He's never far away from the place. So I'm walking back to me tractor thinking, how the hell can he just, just dismiss climate change? I mean, they reckon another few years the ocean will be over the roof of me farmhouse. And his too. I'll have to start farming fish instead of bleeding ends. Or ducks. I'll have to scrap me tractor and get a boat instead. So leaving global cooking for a minute. I got something special today. It's called a commercial break. And you know what that is. I got to earn after all. You're not paying me. And that's the trouble. They all think you do it for free. Farming's tough, me lovelies. I only make pennies on each me eggs. And I give me old ends away to me neighbour. She keeps them as pets, see? She's one of them vegan folks. You know, the ones I used to have on Star Trek, I think. <laughs> Hang on, though, maybe that was Klingon. Not vegan. After all. Anyway, so I'm getting paid to read these advertisements. Now, well, now I'm famous, of course. <laughs> Aha, this is the Ned Natter Show with me, Ned Natter. When I'm not here, you'll find me on nednatter.com. So, for this advertisement, I need to do a bit of music. I can't find none, so... dum dum da. Ned Natter here to introduce you to the best blockbuster disaster movie I've ever seen. It's no surprise for me at the Ned Natter Show, with the world getting greedier by the minute. It's called Jurassic Pork. <laughs> yep, it's an horrifying story about a farmer who works with his mad scientist to create the biggest slice of bacon ever. He crosses the genes of a Tyrannosaurus Rex with a saddleback pig, creating monster pork. Yep. New music? Okay then. Dum dum dum. The damn film's terrifying, all right. I'd recommend it. I'm giving it two forks and a shovel up. That's the worst rating yet. That means it goes in the farmhouse collection, not on the shite heap or on the fire. Not wishing to spoil the plot too much, I just have to say one thing, though. You know, as an experienced farmer, and for all them experienced farmers listening right now, see, it ain't the bacon that's worrying me. It's the amount of shite the thing produces. <laughs> now, who the hell's going to muck that bugger out in the morning? <laughs> now, you're thinking, I obviously got some professional help with getting that advertisement together. Well, of course I did. 
I got myself an agent. Well, yeah, an agent. It's a long story. See, I met this posh girl from New York. She was visiting her relatives nearby. I almost clipped her BMW with me tractor. <laughs> After making up, she says I need to get an agent. So I says, why do I need a bloody agent? So she says, well, you know, you can get out there more. People find out more about you. I was confused. Any rate, she says, gives me this number. So I called this other bird. First thing she says to me, she's got me a slot on TV. Well, I says, oh, I'd never watch it. She says, no, Mr. Natter, you'll be on the TV. So I says, surely I'll end up breaking it. So she laughs a bit. So I thought, well, that's something. Then she says, it'll be great exposure for you. So I said, exposure? Last time I was that exposed was when I lost me towel on one of them nudist beaches. <laughs> she said nothing. So I thought, maybe she was talking about the other channel. You know, exposure after midnight. I'd probably get arrested after all. Anyway, she just hung up on me. But this bloke called me back ten minutes later put me straight. Now he's me agent. I think he's reputable, but I hope, well, I hope so anyway. He's got an office in New York, close to Broadway, he says. Anyway, he's called 50%. <laughs> Bit of a miserable bugger, but he's got a reputation. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. With a name like that, there's not, you wonder what for, don't you? <laughs> well, when me check gets here, we'll see, eh? Let's just hope it's worth it. Turns out to be 50% of something, and not 50% of nothing. <laughs> Keeping the wife Elsie in food is a very expensive business, you know. Anyway, whilst we're talking about food, i got to bring you up to date on something very strange. I'm a bit hungry. I had no breakfast or lunch today, and I want to discuss the oily sensitive subject of weight gain. Definitely sensitive with the wife around. She always picks up a couple of pounds this time of year. <laughs> to be honest, it's all year. The only exercise she gets is with her jaw muscles. Moaning at me, shouting at me. When she's not biting me head off, she's eating. A dozen donuts for breakfast. She's stocking up the calories while I look after the farm and get thinner with worry. I don't eat donuts anyway. And the coffee she drinks is the weak kind. Labby coffee. Brown water, I call it. So I got hungry and thirsty. I'd probably put on some weight if I ate more, though. More than once a day, even. Anyway, not wanting to make anyone feel bad, I did some research on this obesity thing. I'm sure you'd love to hear the cold, hard facts, wouldn't you? Well, maybe you won't. So, I just... I won't try and overdo it, you see. I, I hate to be one of them shows that you know, sound like one of them nanny hour sessions, you know, packed with do-gooders and so-called doctors giving advice from people, you know, telling you things to do and then doing something completely opposite themselves. <laughs> you know, I'll stick with the bare facts. Well, maybe I won't go that far. It reminds me of that towel again. So here goes. Obesity affects 39% of the US. That's 93 billion, million folks. That's pretty serious. The medical cost is over 140 billion a year. To me neighbor old rush, that's real serious. <laughs> They could build three border walls with that kind of money and put the barbed wire on top. So this brings me to ask a question. Do you think folks should do this deliberately? I mean away from just eating? 
what you want and regretting it later, you know, the standard overeating thing that we all do. You see, I met this woman the other day called Sarah. She's a friend of the wife, Elsie. They go to the same place to have their nails done. Well, stuck on more like. Anyway, this Sarah puts on weight deliberately. She's what they call a stuffer. Yeah, I thought they only did that sausage skins and pillows till now. She gets paid to do it though. Eat, I mean. And to prove a point, I'm calling this bit of me program Interview with a Stuffer. Not a drop of gub that blood gets spilled though in this bit. Still, I guess a few donuts will pay the ultimate price. Anyway, talking of big calorie intake, I knew this bloke who used to go to the gym. He worked out for 20 minutes and then stopped next door to down 8,000 calories of milkshake. Yep, 8,000. After all, 2,000 is the daily average intake. Of course, I've heard of something like a 2,000 calorie shake before. We all have. That's bad enough. He drank four of them. Said the exercise made him real thirsty. <laughs> now you're asking, what's the point of the exercise then? Exactly. And after throwing around 390 pounds, he lost plenty of sweat. No, 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 he didn't bench press the uh, 400 pounds. He weighs nearly 400. He has trouble lifting the milkshakes. Anyway, back to Sarah, the stuffer. I had to write it all down, see, I couldn't fit her in my little studio here. There's only room for me and me cat Charles. He's only here because I thought I heard a rat earlier. Obviously one the wife hadn't shot. But no worries, I'm going to tell you all about her. She's from Mobile, Alabama. But she ain't too mobile unless she's sitting in one of their mark carts. You know, the kind that people run over your toes with. A lot of people eat to excess, but she eats for success. Men actually pay her good money to watch her put on the pounds. Up till now, I've had to pay the food bills for Elsie. But Sarah gets other blokes to pay for the groceries in the hope of making her fat. Wish they'd take the wife off me hands too. <laughs> I've heard of ordering food, but she eats to order. She stuffs her face with whatever they want to eat. She stuffs and stuffs and stuffs. And when I was younger, we stuffed and one made something meant something completely different. But anyway, I asked her what she did. She drink a lot of water. She says no, only drinks dairy cream. She keeps it right next to the bed at night in case she gets thirsty. Oh, that gave me a bit of a shudder, that did. <laughs> so I asked her if her stuffing, her kind of eating, I mean, is called an eating disorder. She says, no, 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 that's about folks who are getting too thin and not eating at all. She even said I looked a bit skinny. <laughs> well, I was thinking this morning, eating yourself to death, starving yourself to death, all the same thing. You end up dead either way. This guy I knew, had an eating disorder too, he became like a skeleton with skin. So I guess Sarah would be able to eat me out of house and home. So I asked her what her sponsor fans liked her to eat. She said it depends on what you're looking for. Sometimes it's pizza, other times donuts. Some like her to drink loads of soda, eat a dozen cupcakes, three pizzas, drink four bottles of soda. They like her to sit up and eat so they can watch her belly growing. Ooh, sounds like a heartburn central to me. <laughs> she weighs 370 now. Me bathroom scale and he goes up to 220. <laughs> Is it out of date? Well, 
Not for my skinny butt. <laughs> Besides, I weigh the wife on the way station next to the freeway. I drive me truck on, then drop her at the nail place, and then drive me truck back and weigh it again, then do a little bit of smart mathematics to work out how much she's put on. <laughs> Sarah started at £150, 18 months ago. When I asked her how she feels, she said real happy, because she only thought she'd get to 250. In the old days, the sideshow folks would have been looking for someone like her. <laughs> anyway, so I asked her what the limit was. I mean, would she eat and eat just to please her fans? She says, yeah. So I asked, is there like a magic number when you stop eating? You know, stop because the weight's too much? She reckons she'll stop at 400. Her mum's 487, and she's not doing too good with the old diabetes and that trouble. Oh, I think we'll um, leave the water stuff as there. <laughs> My name's Ned Natter, and I'm here to chat and you can find me at nednatter.com. Anyway, when I first moved to America, I thought a ballpark was underwear. <laughs> anyway, you know me wife Elsie's a big woman by now. Like that Sarah, you know. I didn't tell you about the time I went to buy her a Valentine's Day present. Okay then, me lovelies. You ain't met me trouble and strife. But Elsie and me have been married for years. I'd hate to say how many. She's a kind of big woman. You never see her much. And I'm upset, you see. She still insists on wearing a thong. <laughs> and I reckon that's why there's a worldwide shortage of elastic at the moment. <laughs> She's pear-shaped. All bottom, no top. Always has a cigarette burning her hand. Her thighs are wide. Her calves nearly match. She wears flip-flops and an ankle chain, the kind they use for boats. Hang on though, I think that's called an anchor chain. Anyway, she's always got that annoying ankle biting mutt at her dirty little feet. It's like a chihuahua, only made in China out of cheaper materials. It barks away like it's got fresh batteries. She calls him Ned. I don't know what she's trying to say. Any rate, shopping for Valentine's Day was the time it all came out in the open. Long before I started the Ned Nat show, Elsie says, get me something sweet for a change. So I says, I'm always buying you them expensive chocolates, love. You know, the ones in the big box with a ribbon. Last Valentine's I bought you two. I didn't even get a single chucky. She says, yeah, but they make me fat. So I says, well, I haven't noticed. <laughs> She says, you don't notice anything, Ned. Well, I do, that's a bloody lie. Because she was fat when I married her. Anyway, so I went out to get her something different. Well, I thought, I, I saw like other blokes, you know, they were getting other old ladies lingerie. Oh no, lingerie. So I, I went to one of them places, you know, it's uh, Victoria, Victoria, Victoria's Secret. So I, so I showed up there. Well, the moment I told them me wife's sizes, I wasn't, it wasn't a bloody secret for long, I can tell you. I was a laughing stock. Why, you ask? Well, I did the usual thing. I gave them her measurements in feet instead of inches. <laughs> so this young slip of an assistant, pretty and pretty thin like me, says, Don't you mean inches, sir? I says, no, you ain't seen the wife. <laughs> Believe me, all I came away with was a bleeding red face. 
Someone even suggested plastic surgery for it. But, you know, I ended up back with the chocolates. I'm used to her whining at me. Shortcuts aren't always a good idea, you know. Take me southern neighbour Billy Ray. He's a friendly kind of bloke. Went for that lap band surgery. He was £500. Never went anywhere without a soda or something to eat. He don't half look funny now, though. The surgery was supposed to be a success. Only old Billy Ray kept on eating the same. So now he looks, he's got this neck, he looks like a pelican. <laughs> Food's got to go somewhere, innit? <laughs> anyway, I gotta go now. I'm at nednatter.com. Remember, shite matters. Without us farmers, you won't have anything to eat. There's not an app for farming, it's not a video game. It means getting off your backside and having a love affair with the land. Newcomers are always welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Putting up with me terrible jokes. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show next time. In the meanwhile, you can still find me at nednat.com along with me social media links, whatever they are when they're at home. So until next time, keep that smile on your face. Think positive. Don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies.